Your Locked On Maple Leafs. Your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's Brother from TSN's Overdrive. Hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and review, and that will be much, much appreciated. All right, so today we're going to talk about the goaltending position. I know last week there was a report that perhaps Anderson and the Maple Leafs could uh, have a bit of a reunion. They could, you know, both teams reached out to each other and asked if there was interest in uh, Anderson coming back, and, and they were going to have a discussion However, a new report has come out this week by TSN's Darren Dreger that basically says, let's hold on, because although Anderson would like to come back, there is a price, and that price is going to be market value. And we'll talk about what that market value is in just a moment. I'll also be discussing, if it's not Fred Anderson, some other potential free agent goalies, or maybe even somebody through the trade route that the Leafs could come to pair up with Jack Campbell. So we'll go through our goalie options um, to kind of to be next year's tandem alongside Campbell. But before I do all that, uh, I am recording this podcast as of maybe four minutes after Josh Anderson just extended the 2021 NHL season <laughs> because he just scored an overtime to um, to push this thing to Game 5 in the Stanley Cup Finals between the Habs and the Tampa Bay Lightning. So uh, it's 3-1, guys. The series is at three to one. So, as at least podcasts, I'm here to tell Tampa that we've been there before. Adam Danker, the host of Locked On Lightning, we've been there before. Don't think this thing's over. <laughs> Trust me, because the Leafs were the better squad on paper. They were the better squad in the actual games through the first four games. Like they should have swept them based on every like based on if it was just whoever played the best, that's you know, the Leafs would have had a four game sweep. But that's why you play the games. And uh at three one, I remember the Toronto Maple Leafs were sitting there. And we had a pretty good feeling about how things were going to turn out. And slowly but surely, the Habs worked themselves back, won game five, then game six, and then ultimately also took game seven. And uh, here we are in the Stanley Cup Finals, and the Montreal Canadiens still playing and have pushed it to another game number five. Um where they're once again down three games to one. So this is just my little PSA to all those Tampa fans out there who may be listening. I know sometimes Adam Danker, the host of Locked On Lightning, does listen to the podcast. Settle down. This may not be this may not be over. I'm still not willing to wager on the Habs, but like there's just there's, there's no quitting this team. Like as cliche as it is, they didn't roll over tonight when they easily just could have. They were down and out in the clear underdog going into tonight. I think they were like plus 140 um, 
plus 140 odds to win. So they're pretty big underdogs going into tonight. And I think, you know, the odds makers, I myself, I'm sure many of you thought that it was going to be a sweep. And tonight, we, the Tampa Bay Lightning were going to be celebrating with Lord Stanley inside the Bell Center. But no, they didn't quit. They played well. Um, you know, they they fought back after a, a tough start to the game. And ultimately, Josh Anderson had himself a heck of a game. And Leaf fans know firsthand, Anderson has two styles of game. One that is effective and one that is not. <laughs> and tonight... He was, he was all over the ice. He was using his speed. He was using his size. He was going to the net. Scored twice tonight, including the game-winning goal. And uh, so hats off to the Montreal Canadiens, keeping their season alive. Um, you know, if it, it, I, I've been on record saying that, like, I wouldn't be upset if the Habs went on to win. You know, this is a Cinderella story. I'm a fan of Carey Price. I'm a fan of Shea Weber. They've got some people who, you know, some individual players who I'm rooting for to have some success. And by, you know, by that happening, the team has to have success. So don't quite throw some some sand in my eyes for wanting Montreal to win. It's not that I want Montreal to win. It's the specific few players that are on the Habs that I think deserve some success and finally deserve that ring because they've just been um, elite players of the game for so long. And keeping the series alive, keeping that dream alive uh, in tonight's game was just, you know, big. And and none other. We talk about, to, you know, Anderson, but like uh, Carey Price, if that guy doesn't make nine or 10 grade A unbelievable stops tonight, you know, they're packing their bags and, and hitting. Hitting the off season, like the 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 season is over. If if Carey Price didn't kind of dial it back and and bring back you know another all star franchise caliber goaltending type performance, and that's exactly what he gave them tonight. So congratulations to Montreal keeping uh, keeping the season alive, giving us another hockey game to watch. Uh, I believe Wednesday night will be game number four, if I'm not mistaken. I will. Very quickly look and see if that is the case, but I believe it's Wednesday night um, as it shifts back to Tampa Bay. So, yeah, it should be, it, it, it is, yes, Wednesday night. So Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, puck drop in Tampa. You know, it was really happy. I don't know if you guys saw this. The mayor of Tampa Bay came out and basically said, Hey, Lightning, why don't you lose tonight's game? Throw Montreal a bone. Let's win it on home ice. And I hope to God that that was just like the kiss of death. Absolute kiss of death from the mayor. You don't, you never say that. Could you imagine if John Tory, if we were up 3-1 and John Tory said, Hey, you know what? Let's just lose tonight so that it could go back to game six in the Bell Center. Because remember going into game five, it was like, oh, if they win, then they go to the Bell Center with fans. Do you have John Torrey said, you know what? Let's throw them a bone and let's at least ha- allow them to have one game with fans in the stands. We'll lose game five, but then we'll win it in game six. No. No. That is just wrong. And the fact that the Tampa Bay Lightning actually came out and lost tonight, I guarantee you she is enemy number one in Tampa. And everybody who I've talked to looks at her. Every every single Tampa fan is like, are you crazy? No, if you can win tonight, win it. Lock it up. <laughs> Just lock it up. Get it done. Come on. 
It's only been three times that a team has ever come back down 0-3 in the Stanley Cup playoffs or in the Stanley Cup final to win the cup. Um, and Montreal would be like the most unlikely team to ever do it, if you ask me. But hey, they took a step towards that with a 3-2 overtime win. And uh, I mean, hey, they're still alive. Season's still going. Um, the Leafs season isn't going on, though, which means we're into off-season mode. And in off-season mode, there is so much speculation. Last week, we were speculating, hey, maybe Anderson was, will return to the Leafs. And now we see another report by uh, TSN's Darren Dreger that says, ah, hold on, he, he's only going to return if the price is right. And he thinks that him and his camp believe that, you know, he'll be able to get $5 million. So if he wants to return, Toronto's going to have to pay the price to bring him back. So, you know, the report wasn't wrong last week with LeBron, the fact that there was interest and in, in Toronto reached out, you know, and they started talking and and just to figure out if there's mutual interest in it in a return. But what wasn't discussed in that original report was what it would cost. Now that, you know, other layer has been added on to it, it's like, yeah, okay, he's willing to come back if they meet that $5 million demand, if not more, that he believes he'll be able to get on the open market. And if that's the case, uh, sayonara, sayonara to Fred, Freddie Anderson. If, if that's what he wants, five mil plus, I'm not saying he's not worth it. He very well could be. Um, I still think that he's probably a, a decent number one in the NHL that is worth five million bucks. But the way that this team's books are structured, can't afford it, especially since I think they they want to roll with, with Jack Campbell as their number one. You know, I, I think Anderson would be way too much money at five million. Um to bring him back, and it would only be legitimately on a one-year deal. I don't think you dip into dip into future dollars, uh, future cap to bring to bring Anderson back to the Maple Leafs. And you know, at, at just a, a a hair under eleven million in cap space, use up that five. Now you only got five million dollars in cap, and you still need three players, three roster players that you have to get signed. Two of which in the top six. One, again, I said you could use as Nick Nick, um, Nick Robertson, which would take up some money. But then you got to get yourself another top-line winger to replace Zach Hyman because there's no way that you bring back Anderson at $5 million and then you still can be in the running for Hyman. I think it's one or the other if you're offering someone a $5 million contract. And clearly you're picking Hyman over Anderson. So if that's what he wants... I think Anderson's days in Toronto are officially done. We'll, you know, it, it, these are just reports, though. It, we'll see what happens. But if this is the case and Anderson is gone and we can turn the book, turn the chapter um, on the Freddie Anderson era in Toronto, let's take a peek at some of the goaltenders around the league that maybe could replace him and come in to work as a good tandem with Jack Campbell. So we'll take a look at some free agents. We'll also take a look at the trade route. And I've got four goaltenders, potential goalies in each category that the Leafs could potentially bring in uh, alongside Campbell. And we'll do that right after a word from our show sponsors. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. 
Did you know that the Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time only? Right now, they've got Grasshopper Cookie. It is phenomenal. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about all of their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. You got Coconut. Coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. And know this, my favorite flavor, the peanut butter brownie. It is fantastic. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors that we provide. And not only are the Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. They're great for the health conscious guy or gal, but also good for the keto diet. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like and get it now. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to the Locked On These Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. Once again, Mike DiStefano, the host of this program, and we are a daily Maple Leafs podcast, Monday to Friday. Each and every day, I'll be delivering a podcast, Leafs-related podcast, directly to your devices. Uh, So let's continue taking a look at some potential Freddie Anderson replacements. So let's start with some free agent ideas that could potentially uh, be used as a replacement for Anderson in tandem with Jack Campbell. So the first guy is someone who's technically on the roster right now, but is still, I think, an option, and that's Dave Riddick. I think Riddick is still somewhat of an option here for the Maple Leafs. Um, they brought him in, I believe, as kind of a, a to get a look see to see what he would look like in the system, to see if you know how he would look in person, if he's comfortable playing with this team. So I think that Dave Reddick is somebody who there might be interested in bringing back at the right price. I don't I don't know what that price would be. I wouldn't imagine it would be too too high. He uh, wasn't particularly you know fantastic. This season, I would say, to be quite honest with you, um, finished the year five eight and one with a two eighty six goals against and a nine oh one save percentage split with uh, split with Toronto and Calgary. So you know, not not great numbers, and he wasn't even that good in Toronto. He did have a couple of stinker performances and then a couple of decent performances, but I would never say <clears throat> I don't think he was ever lights out. Uh, so Dave Riddick would be would be one guy that I think the Leafs could look into uh, to bring him back to kind of be that one B with Jack Campbell. Um, moving elsewhere, though, a name that I really like, and I don't know if he's going to end up on the market. His contract is going to be up, um, you know, this year, and he will be entering the free agent market if he doesn't re-sign with the club that he's with. And that's Peter Morazic of the Carolina Hurricanes. I think Peter Morazic has been one of the more underrated goalies uh, in the last few seasons in the NHL. I mean, health has been a bit of an issue with him. I'll, I'll say that uh, for certainty. Only ended up playing in, what do you play, in 12 games this year. But he was great in those 12 games. 6-2-3 um, and three with a 206 goals against and a 923 save percentage. Uh, and playing uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes. And, 
you know, he was he was equally as good last year when he did have more time. So Peter Morazic is great, will be a really good tandem goalie because that's what he's used to. That's what he's been playing the last couple of seasons in Carolina. Um, and I think that he would be used to it and he'd be okay with it. And depending on what the price would be, again, I think for a goalie, the lease would be most comfortable in the two and a half to three million dollar range. And perhaps that's something that they can get Peter Morazic to come to Toronto for. He may decide to stay in Carolina, you know, where the, the situation is comfortable for him. He knows it. Him and Nedeljkovic could end up being uh, paired up together. But I believe Nedeljkovic does uh, have to be protected in the the draft. So maybe Morazic, you know, is someone who could get picked up by Seattle. And instead of, well, I guess technically he's a, he's a free agent. So I, I suppose that that part doesn't really matter. But I think Peter Morazic would be a good a good option um, as a 1A, 1B type goaltender alongside Jack Campbell. And at just 29 years old, you know, I think he still has a solid three, four years of of, of really high-quality hockey left in him. So Peter Mrazek uh, is another free agent uh, this upcoming offseason that I think would work for the Maple Leafs. Another one, Linus Allmark of the Buffalo Sabres, um, 27 years old. Played in 20 games this year, so he also dealt with some injuries. Um, was 9-6, and six, though, as a starter this year for the Buffalo Sabres with a 263 goals against and a 917 save percentage. But if you look at the advanced numbers, they're even better. Uh, his like goal saved above average was outstanding, and he was one of the better goaltenders, actually, in the league when you look at the advanced statistics. And... Being a goalie in Buffalo probably was not easy this season. And the fact that he has such respectable numbers, the 263 goals against and a 978 percentage and, you know, more glowing advanced numbers than that. You know, Allmark is a good goalie and he has been now for a couple of seasons. And I'm sure Buffalo would like to keep him and, and bring him back. But if he hits the open market, he could be an op- uh, an option that Toronto could be interested in. Now, he is somebody, though, that probably would cost you a little bit more than the 25 to $3 million where I'm comfortable with for a backup. But he is somebody who's more of a long-term answer, I would say. Like, at just 27 years old, he could potentially be your guy for the next five years. Um, so, Linus Allmark, if you're going to give $5 million to somebody, I'd rather give it to Allmark over Anderson in a heartbeat, personally. So that's another option for them in the free agent market, albeit a little bit more of a pricier option, but an option nonetheless. And the final one that I've thought of uh, potentially bringing in as a free agent this offseason is Chris Dreger. Um, You know, had a massive breakout campaign with the Florida Panthers this year, played in 23 games, went 14, 6, and 3, 207 goals against, and a 927 save percentage. Didn't play too well in the playoffs, um, but he was playing against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, I mean, it's just really hard to stop that offense. But, look, Dreger had a, a, a really good year. The thing is, is it's such a small sample size. Like, he's 27 years old and had never had success. Not really even in the NHL, but, like, hasn't really had success at all. Like, I remember when I used to work for the Brampton Beast about, Four years ago-ish, three or four years ago, Dreger was sent down to the ECHL, like from the AHL to the ECHL to kind of work on his game. 
Now he took that in strides, and he, and he you know played well because it, it was a you know a lesser league, um, and eventually made his way back up to the AHL, and then this year finally got a chance to to be a starter. Kind of took the net from the ten million dollar man out in Florida and started you know almost half their games, and now he's a free agent and Florida. Probably not going to retain him because, well, they're paying uh, Bobrovsky $10 million, Plus, they got that kid, Spencer Knight, who's their few goalie of the future. So, it just it doesn't make sense for Florida to bring back Dreger. He's a guy who's been rumored like this is somebody who um, Seattle could be interested in. But if Seattle is not interested uh, and doesn't kind of sign him in that pre deadline signing period that Seattle has um, where they can like go ahead and, and talk to these free agents and potentially draft them um, slash sign them as like the draft pick. So they'll have an opportunity to speak to Dreger before Toronto does. But if he does make it to the market, I think that, you know, the Leafs would be wise to have a discussion with his agency and see what he's looking for. You know, I, I, I would not guess that he's looking for a boatload of money like I said he's had what 30 like starts in the NHL maybe 35 or something like like he has not played a lot of NHL games and only this year and slightly towards the end of last season before the pandemic if I'm being honest um was like where he was playing good hockey so, like, Chris Dreger is another option that I think that the Maple Leafs will be wise to go out and see if they can potentially lure him into Toronto. And I think that would fit around that $2.5 million price tag. You know, give him, uh, you know, two years at $2.5 million and see what he can do. And at 27 years old, if he, you know, goes above and beyond and proves that he can be a, a number one after those two years, now all of a sudden you have three years in a row. That's a pretty large sample size. And I think you can then, at that point, get a pretty big contract and cash in at 29, sign a more of a long-term deal, kind of like um, Jacob Markstrom did uh, this past season with Calgary, right? He didn't really blossom either until his late 20s. So maybe Drieger's kind of trying to do the same thing. Or you could also look pretty close to home. Jack Campbell, who didn't blossom until his late 20s. Uh, so... You know, I don't want to say that the small sample size doesn't mean that he can't be a good goalie because it sure as heck can. I mean, at one point, Carey Price had 30 games played in the NHL. I don't think anyone said, ah, small sample size. We don't know what he's going to be like, though. No, we all knew that he was going to be a quality goaltender. And I think that Chris Dreger has proven that he can also be an NHL goalie. Can he carry the load and be a, a legit number one who plays 60 games? That, that remains to be seen, which is why I think that you're not going to pay him, you know, four to five million dollars. That's more so a guy who's a tandem who you would be comfortable paying two and a half to three million. So those are the four guys in the free agent market that I think the Leafs could be interested in. Possibly a re- reuniting with Dave Riddick, who only played a handful of games after being traded uh, for a third round pick. Potentially, you could bring back Riddick. Peter Morazic would be a, a, a quality option from the Carolina Hurricanes if they let him go. Linus Allmark of the Buffalo Sabres, more of a longer-term play, a multi-year, you know, number one type goalie play for Olmark or Chris Dreger, who I think would be a perfect um, guy to pair up with Jack Campbell and keep that overall goalie 
price tag relatively low and allow them to build elsewhere in the in, in on the roster and put that money towards the depth. So those are some free agent ideas that I've come up with. Some guys who um, I think would be good additions and fit well on this team as a as a tandem. Let's take one quick break, and when I come back, we'll get to some guys through the trade route who are still under contract that potentially could be available. Um, whether it's because there's a, a young guy pushing another guy out or because a goalie's going to have to be exposed for Seattle. And instead of letting him go for free, well, I mean, why not trade one away for an asset, right? So we'll talk about that when we come back here on the Locked On Lease podcast. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on your sports action. The NHL playoffs are in full swing, and you can track all the action at betonline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on your sports needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action, and more. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign in today. Use the promo code Locked On and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code Locked On for 50% off your first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On Lease podcast. All right, taking a look now at the trade options for the goaltender position heading into next season if the Maple Leafs do indeed let go of Freddie Anderson, which at this point I think we're all expecting to happen. So who are some guys who can come and replace him to be a tandem goaltender alongside Jack Campbell? Well, the first guy who I'm taking a look at, and he's somebody who I think the Leafs uh, were interested in a year ago, kind of kicked the tires on, maybe with one year left on his deal and the fact that there's a little bit of an issue with the whole Seattle expansion. Maybe Darcy Kemper could be had for a cheaper price tag than was asked a year ago. Um, there are reports that Arizona wanted a first-round pick for Kemper, who had two years left on his deal at the time at, at $4.5 bucks, And nobody clearly met that. Um, I, I knew that you know, I didn't want Toronto to meet that. I didn't think that they needed that uh, to give up a first-round pick for Basically, you know, someone who's who's going to give you the same that Jack Campbell just gave you. So there was no need, I thought, to to do that for a first rounder. But I mean, they've got this young kid, Aiden Hill, who's up and coming, who they like a lot. And if they decide to keep Kemper, then they have to expose Aiden Hill to Seattle. And they would probably pick him because he's... A heck of a lot younger and healthier than Kemper. So maybe he could be had for like a a second-round pick or a B-level prospect or something like that, and that would be much easier to digest as a trade candidate. Um, And maybe even they would keep some salary to get a little bit of a better prospect too to make that easiest on Toronto and their salary cap reasoning. So Darcy Kemper is one. Another one that I'm thinking uh, going to the Minnesota Wild. So again, another situation here where Seattle in the expansion could take one of these goaltenders because they have both Capo Kakinen and Cam Talbot who have to be exposed in the Seattle expansion. Uh, they have to keep one of them. And 
whichever one they don't keep, actually, I would be in favor of Toronto kind of kicking the tires on. I'd rather Kapokakening because I think that he's the better goalie. He's younger, only, what, 23, 24 years old. And I think that he's got a higher ceiling than Talbot at this point, who's 37 and, you know, on his way downward and, and out of the NHL. But I think he still proved this year that he's got some game left in him. He's still a, a, a good enough to give you 50% of a season and, and play in a tandem role and still be a good goalie. So I'd be okay with either one of those guys, Kapo Kakinen or Cam Talbot. However, if I had to choose, you know, Kakinen too does have is still on like his rookie deal, so he's making less than a million bucks, where Cam Talbot's making uh, 3.66, I want to say. So he's making you know a little bit more ching but um, instead of losing one of these guys to Seattle, maybe they could trade him. And there's also a good a probability, actually, that Seattle doesn't take Cam Talbot if they decide to keep Kakinen. But I think that there's still some potential there that the Leafs could uh, could inquire and maybe do something there. The other one, though, is Vitek Vanacek of the Washington Capitals basically ended up stealing the number one job from Ilya Samsonov this year, who had a lot of off-ice issues. Like, there was a couple of times where he was kind of caught and, and, you know, got some team suspensions I suppose and you know he was on the COVID list a couple times didn't quite get to play uh, a lot this season and Vanacek stepped right in and he played great and you know this is another situation though where they have two good young goaltenders but both of which who need to be protected in the Seattle expansion you can only protect one and unlike the Minnesota scenario where I'm not so sure it's likely that Talbot would get claimed. Whichever one between Vanacek and Samsonov don't get protected, there is a strong likelihood that they get claimed. And again, instead of losing for nothing, trade him to the Leafs, who will gladly take either of those two players off your hands. I think they see Samsonov, who, you know, they spent a first round pick on a couple years back as their their number one of the future. Which means I think Vanacek would be the guy who they'd be more willing to move on from. But Toronto should really start kicking the tires because I think that'd be a, a really solid pickup and a, a really good tandem for uh, for Toronto. I'm just quickly trying to pull up what he was able to do this year. Yeah, so Vanacek, just 24 years old, um, played 37 games for the Washington Capitals this year. 21, 10, and 2 with a 270 goals against and a 908 save percentage. His numbers did fall off a little bit towards the end of the year, maybe about midway through, and then he rebounded a little bit towards the end. But, you know, he was playing really good hockey at one point. And I think in Toronto, if if he only has to play, say, 30 games or so, 30, 32 games, maybe it's a 30 50 split between him and Jack Campbell, I think he could put together. Quite the quite quite the good campaign. And get this, he's got one more year left on his deal at under a million dollars. And if we can get the entire goaltending position, your 1A and your 1B, your entire tandem under contract for just two and a half million dollars, that would be unbelievable. So Vanacek is a guy who I really, really would would be calling up um 
calling up Washington and trying to pry him out of there. Because I think that'd be a good, a really good option. Uh, and the last one, this one's a little bit of a different one. Um, well, I've discussed it before. It's Mark Andre Fleury. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, he's got a massive cap hit. He's like seven million. How could you possibly fit that under contract? You're complaining about Freddie Anderson's five million. You want to pay Mark Andre seven million? No, I do not. What I would like to do is get you know Vegas to retain some, or if not Vegas, use some tertiary team to hold back 50% of the salary and then kick it to Toronto so that he only actually costs us $3.5 million, which is a lot more digestible. But I think, you know, if you could possibly end up getting your like a Vesna goaltender, that'd be unreal. Absolutely unreal. Um, I know he's a little bit older, and he kind of had some blunders in the playoffs against Montreal. But like I said, he's your Vesna winner. It seems like he's getting better and better like as he progresses through his career. And he's a proven winner. A proven winner at all levels. And that's exactly the type of leadership and killer instinct that this Maple Leafs team needs. If they're going to run it back with the forwards and defensive group, at least they could try and get a goaltender who has a killer instinct and knows how to win himself. And that would be Marc-Andre Fleury. And the best part about Flower, for a good portion of his career, he's worked in a tandem. Right? When he was at Pittsburgh, he was in a tandem for like a good majority of it. And even, you know, when he's when he's been in 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 Vegas, it's been a tandem the last couple of years with him and Leonard. So you come now at 36 years old, you can lighten his load. They can have a bit like a 50-50 split almost. I think that would be fantastic if the Leafs could pull that off. But we'll see. I don't really know what it would cost, but I do know that Vegas was up against the cap last year, and there were rumors, again, rumors and reports, that they are willing to eat 50% of his salary to get his contract off the books. And then it came out that Robin Leonard underwent uh, some surgery and that he wasn't going to be available to play to start the year. So then they pulled him off all talks and ended up keeping him. And thank goodness he did because, I mean, he led them to the conference championship or the semifinals, rather, and, and won a Vezina Trophy. I mean, had an unbelievable season. But is he going to be able to replicate that? And can the Golden Knights bank on that happening? And can they really afford to bank on that? Like, can they take that risk? I think they got to pick one of these goalies at the end of the day. Maybe that. Maybe they do pick. Uh, maybe they end up picking Flurry over Leonard, which I'd be surprised because they just signed Leonard to a long-term deal. We'll see what ends up happening, but those are those are some players who I've kind of kept an eye on, who I'm thinking might become Maple Leafs in the future. Uh, so once again, just to go over all of these players, I'm thinking David Riddick potentially could come back as a free agent, Peter Morazic, Linus Olmark, Chris Dreger, all of which unrestricted free agents 
heading into a free agency period in just a couple of weeks. Through the trade route, Darcy Kemper, who's on a one-year deal at $4.5 million. Capo Kakinen or Cam Talbot, potentially, of the Minnesota Wild. Vitek Vanacek, who has one more year on his rookie deal for the Washington Capitals. And then if they can somehow swing a deal for Marc-Andre Fleury at 50% of his cap, that would also be a really good uh, goaltending replacement for Frederick Anderson. So those are the names who I'm thinking of. Let me know on Twitter if you have a name that you're thinking of as a potential replacement in net uh, for Anderson. You can let me know at Mickey underscore Canuck, or you can tag me, uh, tag the show at Locked on Leafs. But that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked on Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms. You receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked on Leafs. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow, but until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.